You can fucking kiss my ass. We're live from the crib. You. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to say you with a deep voice. I ended up straining my shit. Um, this smears. Ladies and gentlemen. Back, welcome back to another episode of Beyond Blockbuster. I forget to do this on the pod every week, but uh, these are this is the hosting group that comes to you live you every week. For last episode, I didn't do it. I forget to do it on the pod I every forgot. week. Every week, I forgot. They already know. They should know. If they don't, they've they can always out. read the description. I'm not even gonna do it. You should. No. no. You know why? No. I don't know who I am. You should know who you are. Why? Why should I? Peep a mirror. Um, anyway, <laughs> this is where we at. Um, yeah, coming to you live, another Beyond Blockbuster. This week we're coming to you with a very classic film, a film that is really not beyond the blockbuster trope like we say it is when we say we're going to dive into something that is not as popular. However, tell me the last time that you heard of Dr. Strangelove or how I learned how to stop l- l- worrying and love the mom. That's the Forever. longest fucking title I've ever seen, so we're going to reduce it to Dr. Strangelove. Dude, um, this is the kind of title that inspired Andre 2000 to release his flute album. <laughs> Um, we got without further ado yeah not without further ado I was going to say Stanley Kubrick directed this film which already you know Men's the Goat yeah one of the goats yeah one of, yeah, one of if not the direct uh, fuck I'm falling apart here um, 1964 the film was released it's uh, what you call a perfect example of satire yep it's a lot of fun and we'd never seen it before, so we watched it. And obviously, you know, it doesn't take much to prompt you to watch a Stanley Kubrick film. It's like it's just, Kubrick made it. Is you should it, watch it. It looks good. Yeah, fuck it. Okay, we'll watch it. It doesn't take much. And this is one that we hadn't seen before, one that we found. And so we put it together. Uh, essentially, the synopsis is after the insane general, Jack D. Ripper initiates a nuclear strike on the Soviet Union, a war room full of politicians, generals, and a Russian diplomat all frantically try to stop the nuclear strike. Does that sound ridiculous? Yes, it does. Is it? Yes. Is it amazing? Also, yes. This movie is uh, written and plays out in front of your eyes like it's amazing. Mm -hmm. But before we get into that, we have to give an initial grade. Do you have a grade? For I do. The, go for it. A minus. I'm spot on. I'm right there. I'm right there with you. A minus for, in my opinion. Um, and the, I feel like this movie, although like we've mentioned it right before we started recording because it was a concern of ours, is that truthfully, there's not a lot to say. No. Because everything you're going to ask, it's going to come out as a resounding yes from like an enjoyment perspective yeah it's what so I'm, much fun what i'm more like what i'd like to this discussion to go towards is uh, maybe not now but later i yeah. have a hard time understanding the people that give this movie a hundred percent yeah so but we could talk about it later because i want to get I, through the movie first off. I, I was gonna say like this movie is 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 known as this this classic it's not a secret. This is a film school movie, mm-hmm. too. This is a movie that they show how to write characters, how they develop dialogue. They show you how to do it through this film. Uh, it's a film that I've seen in my film school experience. Experience. It's a film that I rewatched for this podcast. It's a film that doesn't cease to crack you up because of how human it feels. 
it, it strips back the the diplomacy and the political figures to just humans. Mm-hmm. And I'm referencing scenes where they're on the phone going, <laughs> "I'm sorry, no, no I'm more sorry like, than it's you." Like, it's like it's like, "Hello, well, we have to go quickly." No, I'm not trying to rush you. No, no. Well, I'm sorry. Not as sorry as that. No, you cannot be more sorry than I. Like, you know, it, it's, it's, that's how humans. I enjoy talking to you. Exactly. Don't worry about you it. You want to get me off the phone? No, I enjoy talking to you. You don't? I do. <laughs> it's, 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 it's very funny. And it all comes from one side, first of all. And uh, Stanley Kubrick is somebody who carries a heightened sense of his art. You could tell. Mm-hmm. Like he's make he's making fun of the Cold War, making fun of everything. It's 1964. He's in the middle of it. He's no he he's make and he's making fun of people to their face practically. He doesn't care, and and that's what art is. Art is supposed to be unapologetically in your face, mm-hmm. just fucking and unapologetically bang. human. Yeah, and it's supposed to be itself. And whatever the art was made to be, it's made to be itself. And this is art expressed through a 95 minute hilarious movie and perhaps hilarious is a, is a word that is used strongly a lot of the humors relied on um moments Ir- of the times and irony yeah a lot. because it's not a movie that is going to make you like laugh out loud on how like no, it's just funny it is clever. it's just like it's very clever it's very clever and it's a uh, in a sense that like it's gonna like tickle your fancy in yeah. the smart way it's fine like you're, you're gonna laugh because you're like okay i see how this is going yeah as human like the display of human behaviors are funny and it's the way that they engage with each other like shoot the machine get me my coins mm-hmm. and he's like sir you better get the president on the phone if not there's gonna be a problem with the coca-cola company, the company. <laughs> and it's like no one speaks that way but in the context of the people he's making fun of it's hilarious and it's just i haven't you know i as like i said i have film school experience i do not watch a lot of kubrick films Uh, we should watch more kubrick films and bring them on to here Mm -hmm. maybe we've came across the most simple kubrick film i'm going to be surprised this movie is fairly simple and uh like to to add on to your point the simplicity of this movie is like i love when movies as legendary as they might be are tangible to the audience like it's the scenes and the way it is made if you like take out all the budget like the big ass scenes the big ass props the big ass everything it's a very realistic way of filming a movie yeah it's grounded it's It's in a room they're in a room in a couple of rooms but it's all those people Mm -hmm. It's just really funny. Like, it's smart. It's like, what happens in the 95 minutes with a bomb coming <laughs> their way? Like, who's trying to, what are they trying to do? And they're trying to fix it. And it's, it, and you know, it's it, it's hard because you find a movie that was relevant then that is relevant now when you talk about the, you know, current mm-hmm. state of affairs, the world. And, and the relationship just, between politicians. Yeah. Relationship that, in that politicians. Made, is the that bit that made me laugh the most. That, it was the best, rep- it was arguably the most accurate display of satire amongst politicians and the way that they treat each other I've seen in, in film. Mm-hmm. Like, Dr. Strangelove nailed it in terms of making fun of politicians and the way that they talk to each other. I feel like that, they couldn't do it today because of how intertwined the whole thing is. Mm-hmm. And how close media is the movie. Like, right. the, the politics are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's too close. 
media and politics share a common world to a point where to have like you know we live in canada so imagine if imagine if they were to make fun of a situation and they had joe biden um and justin trudeau doing what they're doing in dr mm-hmm. strange love yeah. or they made fun of putin mm-hmm. they, they can't they couldn't uh you know and they you know to a to a higher heightened level i'd say you know, there was the interview, the movie The Interview back in 2015 where Seth Rogen and James Franco are assigned mm-hmm. to go kill Kim Jong-un. Yeah. And that movie was like North Korea hacked Sony for that film. Mm-hmm. And they said, you better not show this in a single fucking theater. We will bomb you. Like we will hack. And if you start sharing this with the Americans, we're going to fucking kill you. And it was a threat over a film. So Dr. Strange of stands the test of time because it's from 1964 but if they were to release a movie like this again no <laughs> chance backlash would be fucking nuts <laughs> but it, it, it's clever really it's clever. really clever and the idea of it all being in black and white is cool uh it doesn't have to be nope. in black and white but it's a choice and it's a cool choice it fits the themes um it fits the themes because it almost feels like a sketch comedy show mm-hmm that's how I. That's how I felt. And even how the characters play it. out, yeah. almost feel like a yeah. sketch comedic show because uh, some of these personalities are like overblown to the nth degree. Hundred percent. And I'm, I'm mostly speaking of the. Um, I don't remember his character, the character's name, but the C. Scott's character, George C. Scott, like uh, the okay. general that that's reporting to the president, and is like this like anti-communist. Buck, yeah. Yeah. So the way Buck's character is being played is like beyond. General Buck Turgidson. Yeah. Yeah. He's beyond like actual human being. Like he's a, a satire of like every general in America. Oh, 100%. It's just this movie is. It, I've rarely seen a movie that is self aware enough to, to a point where it's like, yes, we're making fun of people. What are you going to do about it? And nothing. So it's like laugh, laugh, because it, 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 it's very funny. Um, if you look at the fucking letterbox reviews, because I always find it funny to take an old film, mm-hmm. smash it into modern society and see what people react to it. Um, somebody gave this movie four and a half stars and said the text, the sexual tension between President Muffley and Premier Dimitri, though, <laughs> when they're on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fire. Um it's uh i want the gentleman you can't fight in here this is the war room line tattooed on my body immediately. yeah but the thing is what i fail to understand with this movie specifically and this might just be like an open-ended question to anyone who's listening is although we like keep praising it for what it is which is yeah. a great satire of a movie why did we give it a minus instead of a plus because it's nothing more than what it is. It is 95 minutes mm-hmm. of great. You know what it is? Unfortunately, and I have to put it like this. It's 95 minutes of great Saturday Night Live skits. That's how I felt. I'm like, I'm watching great SNL. I'm not watching a, 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 a fleshed out script like that develops over 90 minutes i'm watching a very long snl skit Mm -hmm. and it goes by really fast but it doesn't do anything to a point where you're blown away by it at all it's just the 
best SNL skit ever mm-hmm. written. That's what it is. Literally. That's literally what it is. This should be the quote underneath the movie. It just so happens that the uh, that this movie was made by men who were miserable. Kubrick's miserable and all the actors were assholes if yep. you look at them who they are. And this movie's fucking great mm-hmm. like given that and like i said it, it really boils down to you're watching the greatest snl skit ever made given that this is the greatest snl skit ever written who's your favorite character president muffley he's fucking hilarious him and dimitri they they made me laugh every time the president picked up the phone it was the funniest bits of the movie for me my favorite character is still the pilot the one who like uh, shows everything. The one that puts done. on the uh, the cowboy okay. hat. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's just like reading his line. Yeah. That guy just made me laugh. He's like, "Okay, boys, it's time to go." <laughs> what I'd say Stanley Kubrick does effectively in this in this movie is that he makes fun of Americans as well as Russians as mm-hmm. well as the entire world. Like he's in the plane with the guy, and they're like, "Sir, we're not gonna have enough fuel to make it to where we said we were gonna go," and he's like. You told me we were going to get there. So no matter what you do, you get there. It's like, but he can't. But in the American mm-hmm. military mindset is like, you better not give up. You were going to make it. It's physically impossible. But the Americans would do that. Like the stereotypical mm-hmm. American would do that. And so that's what he does. He makes fun of all the stereotypes. It's, it was a doomsday machine. Yeah. The doomsday, <laughs> oh, yeah. Making if machine. we do that, will it, will it set off the doomsday machine? No. Oh great! <laughs> it's like they're so they're silly. Like I said, I see this as the greatest SNL skit ever mm-hmm. made, never made really, because it's an hour and a half. Yep. But the greatest scene in this movie, specifically in my opinion, is um, the one where um, all the planes are being recalled, except the last one standing that they thought was taken down. Yeah. And the president asks Buck whether or not they're gonna make it, and he goes on this huge like praise of their men about like how qualified they are and how good yeah. they're gonna make it there's no way in hell they fell their mission only to realize that it will start a nuclear war if they don't manage to yeah. stop him and he's like oh shit <laughs> it, 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 like i said americans are americans are getting made fun of and russians are getting made fun of and it turns out to be one of the funniest pieces it, it turns out to be one of the funniest short scripts ever written mm-hmm. 90 minutes of just pure screwball comedy it's really done effectively and it's really done well and kubrick has made films that are so much more challenging so this is by f- what feels like is most simple but it's hard to deny how good it works and simplicity is nothing to be like ashamed of if you manage to get, deliver what you're setting off to do yeah no so this is i think this is like you know we said there's a reason this movie is an a minus and not a fucking a plus plus and that's because it just doesn't um it's not challenging it doesn't challenge itself but it works out well for what it's trying to do and it's not trying to be the next it's not trying to be the next political drama that makes you think for days it's just trying to make be the funniest movie you've seen this week Mm -hmm. and that's what it does a really good job at and that's why something that is very surprising coming out of kubrick yeah and uh, yeah he definitely sets a goal and he definitely accomplishes it um it's really good it's really good. A minus is going to be my grade, mm-hmm. no matter it's what. It's mine too. Yeah. And ultimately, it's a movie that, as much as we could talk about it for days, yeah, I was about to the say. truth is, there's just. There's only so it. much you could say about this movie, given what it is. What mm-hmm. I would say, though, is watch this movie because it is funny. Pay attention to what they're saying because it's all through dialogue and just listen because it's funny. 
There's no funny bits that are indicated by score, sound effect, or setting. It's all in the same setting. So just listen to them talk because they got funny shit coming out of their mouth. So that's it. Um, I don't have much else to say Me about either. Dr. Strange. Stuff. It's, it's, yeah. This movie is worth mentioning as a beyond blockbuster simply for the fact that it, for what it did, it is perhaps forgotten amongst, like, when you go outside this cinema world. Yeah. And if anything, Beyond Blockbuster's goal is to, like, bring back those picks. Yeah. The people that might have forgotten about it. Yeah. So, ultimately, although, like, as soon as you're going to walk into a cinema circle and be like, oh, Doctor Strange Love, we've all seen it, like, years ago. And, yeah, we know it's, like, the shit. Like, it's you, did, funny. you did it before, and now that you do, you're happy. So, yeah. there you go. There you go. So, go watch Doctor Strange Love, form your own opinion. Come back and argue with us if you thought it was shite. If you thought it was better and it does more than we think it does, you can tell us that too. Uh, aside from that, thank you very much for listening to another episode of Blockbuster Beyond Blockbuster. This is a short one, but it's because a 95-minute movie that feels like an SNL skit is just what that is, and, and it's a lot of fun. So the one's cook- the one that is cooking in the back end is gonna get take like two hours. <laughs> what? So the one that's cooking in the back end, yeah, the, is gonna the, take yeah, two yeah, hours. yeah, for sure, um, for sure. We got to record that. and But that's not why we're trying to get out of this one. It's just because this one, it just comes out in a in an easy setting where Dr. Strangelove has a lot less to talk about than a, a film that, like, uh, that we're going to talk about in uh, an upcoming episode that you're going to see. Anyway, outside of that, thank you very much for listening to Beyond Blockbuster. And uh, we will catch you in the next episode. Have a good week. Yep. Watch movies. See you. Bye.